mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, and welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. Today is January 26th. I'm on tour tomorrow, somewhere, and the day after that, Cambridge. I don't know. Google when I'm on tour and only get your tickets from Ticketmaster, Live Nation, or your venue. Never buy them from Viagogo. I don't know what the hustle is with that company, but it is some type of scam, I feel. That's my personal opinion. Don't sue me. But a lot of people buy tickets from there and they cost like hundreds of pounds and then they don't get to see the show anyway. I don't really know, but I've had a lot of complaints. Viagogo or nothing to do with me. Straight off the bat, Wow. On tour last week, every venue that I visited asked me the same question. Catherine, what happened with Bobby? Was he scammed with the power washer incident? If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, why? Why aren't you going in order? There's a narrative building, the narrative of my life. But um, if you would like me to catch you up, what happened was I was upstairs doing the podcast and we have cameras all around the house ever since the burglary, assuming you've listened to that episode. And so I see there's motion at the front. I look down. Bobby is talking to some like workmen. I don't understand these things. So I stay out of it. And then I see that they're power washing my driveway. And I think, great, because Bobby has been you know, really agitated by the moss for a number of months. Britain is a cold, wet country that has deposited like a green slime all over our property. Perfect. And then just things started to get out of control. Basically what happened, which we didn't realize at the time, due to cultural differences, Bobby being from Canada, is that he had struck a cash-only deal with some, and we've decided exactly what we need to call them going forward because I never want to offend any community. So, you know, I have friends from all walks of life. And we've decided to call this group of people uh, who dealt with the power washing incident Irish entrepreneurs, just to avoid stepping on anyone's toes, because I can't individually ask everyone what they would like me to call their community. So I'm just going to say Irish entrepreneurs. Bobby's not familiar with the culture of Irish entrepreneurs because he comes from Canada. So as soon as I met these fellows, I said to Bobby, "Mm, I think those might be Irish entrepreneurs. And I think that this might be a scam that I've seen on television, but who knows? So uh, by the time they finished, the podcast was already over. I'm so sorry that there was no closure. If I had a producer on this podcast, the producer might say, Catherine, you can't just leave it open-ended like that. People are going to have questions. They're going to want to know what happened with the power washing incident. 
I have invited a special guest on the show today is my gorgeous husband, Bobby Kay, to explain. Bobby, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Lovely to see you. How's your week been going? Oh, it's been great. You know, just laying low. <laughs> laying low. Um, we were gifted, blessed by one of Bobby's friends with a lot of old college videos of Bobby's American football career. I loved those, but they are painful because we weren't together at the time. So I watched them. I marveled at them. Violet didn't even realize it was Bobby. And there was one video of an incredible sack. And Violet was like, oh, what did she say? Her words were like, oh my gosh, he dropped that guy like a sack of shit. And I was like, that's Bobby. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. Try to be less impressed, but we were very impressed. Bobby loved those videos, but they didn't get a lot of traction on social media. Well, they never do with videos. Yeah. I understand, but that's fine. It, it makes, you know, I'm just happy to share and happy I to think... have because here's the, the problem, not problem, the future problem was these are going to be extinct because they need to be from VHS tapes converted to DVD and then onto some type of internet file, which I don't know which file that may be. But it was getting to a point where if those weren't converted soon... I don't know if there would be a time to do that. So it's nice to have them so I can show Fred one day and, you know. Well, I think that's there. your problem with the videos. That's they, why I wanted them to, yeah. But they look scratchy. I well, think they are scratchy. You're never going to get good quality. You have to switch from switch from switch. It's never going to be good. I think you could have someone treat them, you know, do some, uh, what do they call it? Like colorizing, make them nicer with a program. I got I got hookups in the television yeah. industry. Okay. And I think the youth, it's like any time I try to show Violet old cartoons that I liked when she was small, her standard was Pixar. Oh, of course. So she was like, ew, this is ugly. She would call it the ugly people. She was like, I don't want to see this. And I think maybe the young people who follow us on social media, those football videos, well, especially that- in the like parameters of an Instagram you know, sizing, they looked small. They were hard to see. They were kind of scratchy. We need to get them digitized, colorized. Uh, whatever. I'm happy with it. I enjoy it, them. It uh, dates it appropriately for me so it's fine yeah dates it back to the time we weren't together correct i could only see those videos in black and white i know they were in color but <laughs> due to my sorrow they seemed black and white to me but i still enjoyed them bobby everyone's been asking me on tour it's been quite disruptive if i'm honest we need closure last week i explained about the power washing situation uh, yes, i won't yes, call it a scam yes, yes. what uh, happened walk was, us through it was an absolutely wild day um you were upstairs and someone came to the door I was in a vulnerable position because this driveway has been driving me crazy for months. Looking at the moss, the green, you know, I was very vulnerable. So this nice man said, oh, I can get rid of this for you. And I'm like, yes, I'm in. Like, I have a question. How did you even know what he was saying? Because he did have quite a thick Irish accent. I think maybe you're improving. Yeah, I, I'm good at like reading lips, I guess. But I don't, I don't know. He, he had his equipment out at the end of the drive as well. So I checked it out. And he gave me like a little sample. Here's what we can do. And I was over the moon excited. And I'm usually very good at not getting like scammed or taken advantage of. But I was vulnerable. So this instance, I was like, yeah, go right ahead. Let's do it. Made a bit of a deal. And we came to a number. And I was thrilled. I moved the cards of the drive. You know, skipping back into the house. Happy. I can really agree and attest to Bobby was so antagonized by this drive. Yeah, it was attacking Bobby me for a really long time. really cares about the inside of the house, but more so the outside of the house. He looks out at the garden, forlorn, and just thinks, why? He says, why is it so wet in this country? It's like a fucking Glastonbury mud pit out there, and then the front got greener and greener and wetter and wetter, so you've got a problem. Someone knocks at your door with the cure. Like, yeah, like 
It was like if an I angel. I was looking for like crack and I was a drug addict or something. Uh huh. And this man came to the door. Here's some crack. I'm like, yes. We've learned like, a lot about drugs because we've been watching Dope Sick on Disney yeah. Plus. And I think we both agree. I've never taken opiates before. And you shouldn't take opiates unless you want to die because you probably will die. Um, you'll definitely lose all your friends and family and rob your mom and then you'll die or you'll get clean, but you'll probably die. However, when Bobby and I are like 80 years old, if we get to live to be that long, I would love to become a heroin addict. Is you're, crack you're, you're heroin? You're on your own. Uh, no, it's definitely not heroin. No. Uh, Crack's cocaine. Oh, I don't want to like do a rock cocaine. form. Heroin I'm... is kind of like the Oxycontin. But how come cocaine users are like business people and crack users live under a bridge? Because crack is cheaper than I think these days. I don't know what the going rates are, but basically cocaine is turned into crack and then you smoke the crack and like the business people do the cocaine. That's the stereotype anyway. But crack addicts don't act very professional. <clears throat> no. Well, confident. Uh, I think crack's addictive because you're like, like cocaine is addictive, but I think crack's more addictive. Hmm. And so that's where it boils down to, like, with the show, is these people, like, are literally dope sick from yeah. not doing a drug. Or if you're just doing cocaine, you might have a psychological addiction. But crack, you know, heroin, you have a physiological addiction. I mean, the takeaway is you should watch Dope yes. Sick on Disney Plus if you want, but don't do drugs. It will really ruin your life. And my heart goes out to any addict because after a while, it's not a choice anymore. These people are very, very sick. Okay, so Bobby is hooked on Moss. Yeah, well... Hooked on getting off of Moss, which was on like, <laughs> all over the fucking driveway for so long that I, yeah, I was, I just agreed. You know, I'm happy the day starts progressing a bit further on and I'm like, I uh, went to go run to the shop or something. I come back and Catherine had a discussion with one of the, the guys outside and she goes, you know, I think these are Irish entrepreneurs. She maybe didn't use that word. I don't know if she did or not. Irish entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what you used. And um, I'm like, what? And then. You know, my brain started to to spin and I became like, all right, I'm not leaving these people alone. So I'm like watching through all the windows. You know, I give them their, you know, coffees and pops and that. They had a younger worker that was maybe like 16, 17. They were doing a reasonable job. Um, it was started to go a bit south, though, the craftsmanship that they were doing. I was like, oh, God. And then... Oh, know, I have a question. Yes. At what point... Two things, actually. Number one, I am of Irish descent. And I can tell you that if you're already offended... Irish people are the most against entre Irish entrepreneurs for some reason. The man who minded the horses, he was Irish, and he would always warn me about Irish entrepreneurs. And my dad's Irish from Cork. He would always warn me about Irish entrepreneurs. So I don't know if it's my Irishness that, like, I got my head up and I went, wait a minute, these are Irish entrepreneurs. My question is, at what point did you notice about the switcheroo? So when he did his like sample, he had this nice machine and it like did like a steam or maybe some chemicals and he did like a little square section. And he's like, oh, this will look like, I'm like, yes, yes, do it, do it, do it. And then maybe a couple hours later, you can't really tell because the, the mud's going everywhere, the green's coming off. And then around the time that you said those are Irish entrepreneurs, that's when I started to really inspect what was going on. And I noticed it wasn't, it was good. And the, here's the thing, I'll, I'll give them credit because they are flying around you know, working hard, mm -hmm. well, presumably at points anyways, and they came to a spot that needed it, and I agreed. And they're there with their machines, they're working, and I kind of respect that. I respect that. For sure. And they're working, you know, I thought hard, and then it turned out to be mildly harder as the day progressed. They just <laughs> got worse and worse. But that's what I noticed once you told me, and then I started to really inspect. And then for the next few hours, it was just a 
bit of a tense time because I'm like trying to make sure the house is all good. Then I have to run. They come back and say, oh, this will be cash. I was like, okay. And I warned you, didn't I? I said, yeah, you, did. you know, this is cash only entrepreneurs. And Bobby said, no, no, I'll do a bank transfer. I said, yeah, right. Yeah. But Bobby, I have to say, I understand why you were so um, upset or, you know, vigilant all of a sudden. Because if, and I'm not spoiling the story, but if anyone scammed Bobby, it would be the first ever time anyone scammed Bobby. He is unscammable. So I understand that all of a sudden his ears are perked up and he's watching them closely. Yeah, I'm like, I'm in the game now. So it, it became kind of like a tug and war between like, they got the first step up. I got, I'm starting to tug back as far as like, all right. He's like, oh, it's cash only. So I'm like, okay, well, then I'm only going to give you a bit less. So it's like a yeah. little tug of war to see who's going to, you know, get taken advantage of a bit, little bit. And at the end, they definitely won. But equally, I'm happy that the job was done as far as the power washing getting complete. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't an amazing job, but some of it's done that I don't have to worry about. As things started to spiral, I was asked, oh, do you mind if the younger one goes in the pool? And that's when I was like, okay, it's time to just finish up. I don't really care if you guys finish. It's towards the end of the day. I'm like, here's the cash. Like, yeah, you guys are great. Just kind of wash down the sides of the walls that you like splash dirt up onto. And would you please leave? That was the end for me. How old's the younger one? Four? No, no. He was like 16, 17. He was like working. And like, again, once I started to know that these were Irish entrepreneurs, I, ears are perked. I'm watching him diligently. And, you know, he's not really doing anything except drinking, like, pop and having crisps and... I liked these guys. They had a nice chat with me, very interested in the baby, just like all my Irish family. You know, they were very family-oriented, nice guys. And like any young men, you leave them alone on a job, you drive away with the actual equipment, leave them with, like, a shoddy power washer all alone with crisps and pop and a nice family... I mean, the work's going to slip. And I remember a couple of Canadian entrepreneurs that I grew up with. I was dating one of them. He had a gardening contract with his friend Joel. And I remember a lot of the same behavior took place. <laughs> That's very true. I bet uh, you swum in people's pools without even asking. All I remember is delivering sandwiches. I mean, I, I've definitely snuck into pools in the middle of the night and things like this. So, I mean, and my work would have slipped on those types of jobs. So, I'm, I'm not blaming anyone. I just, you know... I can't just sit back and watch comfortably. That's my problem at this stage of my life. I think it's difficult to tell who scammed who. I was scammed. At the end of the day, I was scammed. Why were you scammed? Because our driveway's really clean. Did they do the back as well? They did the back, but... They took a load of pictures of the property. We don't really know Basically, it wasn't worth the stress for me for the day. Like, oh. So I feel, yes, I'm happy to have it done. But they won. I would say that they won. I pulled back a bit. I got a little bit better deal. Um... Yeah. I don't know. What was the score then if they won? Because I still disagree. I think a job got done that you wanted to get done. Maybe it wasn't to the high standard that you uh, assumed it would be because you saw the first little test square of the Correct. equipment. So yes. that's some dishonesty. But I mean, ugh, that could happen with any company. And then the job got done. You paid way less. I wonder what percent less. I can't really do percentages. I think you paid like... 60% less than they I were talked asking. him down da, da, and then got a little bit better when he said cash. I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you that much then. And so I would say I talked him down maybe 40% from the original, well, maybe 50%. Well, so listen, I think you scammed them. No, if it was, a, if it was a, a sports match, like football, we'll say they probably won three to one. Mm. Something like that. Which is fine. I got like a, a late goal back just to get a soft win for my soul. And we move on and it's done. 
Well, so we didn't get anything stolen. Nothing stolen. Nothing and bad happened. Yeah, nothing bad happened. You gave some money to some nice people. And they people. were like, you know, they're out there in the crack of dawn running around trying to make some money. And again, I was vulnerable. So, you know, good for them. I'm not angry with them. I think they they did a great job for themselves. They, they must have finished the day and be like, yes, this has been a good day. Do you think? Yeah. Well, that I mean, I don't even mind that because you know, we can the, afford we it. Got, yeah, and they're in the pool. They're at, you know, just working very softly by the end of it all. They got, you know. They got kids. The one guy has another yeah. one on the way. So, I mean, I'm happy for them, honestly. We're very good for them people. That's really our motto because even when we were burgled and the intruder tried to kill you with a knife and said he would kill you, we were kind of happy that he didn't get arrested. That would probably be a draw, really. I mean, we, we got burgled. He <laughs> got away. Really. Not really. He didn't get much. He didn't get much. No, it, I mean, for him, yeah, that was probably one of the scarier events of he his life. He got chucked off a first floor window. He nearly lost his life. And then yeah, he didn't get arrested. Maybe and... he, like, doesn't burgle anymore. You know, that scared him straight. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so, too. And I, I just want everyone to be happy. So the burglar, he got away, got a scare. Maybe that changed for him. The entrepreneurs, they came in, got... A little tug of war match made it well, worked mildly, <laughs> and think, had a good day. So I don't. Know, I just want everyone to be happy. I think the drive looks great. It does. Let me ask you this: I think this is the the match point if it's pretty close score. And I disagree with you that it's three one. I think it's closer than that. Do you now feel like you need to pay a registered company to power wash the driveway again, or do you feel like the work was sufficient? It's good to get the first bit done, which is just spray off all the moss, right? Mm -hmm. But if I want to get the driveway looking the way I want, you can't hire them to do that. You can't expect, um, you want to hire a professional professional. They're out, like, okay. that's all. So like for this job, yeah, that's fine. But to get it done the way that I would like, you'd have to get someone professional with the right chemicals or maybe that first machine that they had, yeah. do the whole thing with that. Don't know. But yeah, no, I wouldn't use them again. And how much do you think you'd have to pay to get the job that you want? How much more than you already paid? Like 100% more, twice as much, three oh, times more? Uh, great question. I have no idea. So hmm. if there's anyone out there that has a company that does specializing in <gasps> that, send over a quote. That's a great idea. And we don't want things for free. We always pay people. And, um, you know, if you are a great power washer or if you are an Irish entrepreneur posing as a registered <laughs> yes 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 come on by <laughs> i am ready to be heard again i can't wait for these guys to show up with glasses fake mustaches sitting on each other's shoulders wearing a big trench coat you know what i worried about and this didn't happen with us is you didn't see the expose that i saw probably on channel five because that channel is dedicated to teaching britain to vilify the poor and also like marginalized communities immigrants migrants, refugees, whatever, like that's all their programming is like Britain's fattest rabbit. The reason you have nothing is because this rabbit's hogging it all. Not the elite are lining mm. the pockets of their friends. Love Channel 5 for that. But they had a program, I think it was on Channel 5, about a group of Irish entrepreneurs who would go to, I mean, it was just about their entire lives, but these guys would work driving around to different homes and offering to pave the driveway. And they would agree on a price with the homeowner. Mm -hmm. And then they would spend the day paving the driveway. These were like stone driveways, I think. Sure. And then at the end of the day, they would go, oh, you owe us this much. It's actually more than what we agreed. And it's cash and you have mm -hmm. to pay it now. And then classic, yeah. these homeowners didn't want a, a curse or, you know, any violence. 
And so they would say, oh, gosh, and they were older or they, you know, they would just agree on Disagree, the new price. so they didn't have any people hunting them, yeah. Right, so you didn't get scammed like that. No, no, no. And, like, I in uni I did, like, landscaping work. Yeah. So I'd drive around with machines and people would offer me cash to, like, if they see me doing a neighbor, they're like, oh, here's cash. So, like, I grew up kind of liking the cash thing, although it was just taken back in, in this instance, so... Well, all's well that ends well, Bobby. I think that you did great. I think uh, I really appreciate and respect that you look after both the inside and the outside of our house. I think it looks fab. I wouldn't know the difference between a professional job and not. And I got to have a nice chat with some dudes from Wexham. Allegedly from, yeah. (laughs) Always a pleasure to have Bobby Kay on the show. I know there was a lot of interest to find out how that story ended. And isn't he just the best, like, I just want everyone to be happy, he said. Ah, I love him so much. He's on Snapchat right now. So am I. Uh, We just both got accounts to um, antagonize Violet with mostly. But add us if you like. Add Bobby on Instagram. I think it's Bobby underscore K. I don't know. You can find him through my Instagram. I'm going to take a short break now. You can hear from our beautiful sponsors. And when we return, I will be dishing out incredible, life-changing advice in the emails. Actually, before that, um, I just want to say, as a general note of advice, and I know, I know I have spicy views on the subject. Currently in the UK, if you don't know, we are trying to unravel the tangled web that is Downing Street, our government throwing up to 10 parties throughout the two lockdowns. They had indoor parties, they had outdoor parties. Sometimes they're saying, oh, well, it wasn't a party. Uh, we ambushed the prime minister with a cake on his birthday. What was he supposed to do? Throw it in the bin? Uh, yeah, hun, you made people die alone. And I just think it's absolutely mad that, I mean, yes, the liars lied. They're liars. The wolf-crying, shit-weasel government lied. They weren't afraid of dying of COVID, and they never, ever followed the rules that they implement for others. But don't live in the past. Why are we even hiring? I don't even know who Sue Gray is, but it's this woman, Susan Gray, who's been tasked with investigating this. Now, apparently, the Metropolitan Police are investigating this using more of my fucking tax money to find a group of criminals not guilty because that's who funds their entire organization anyway. So it's never going to turn out the way you want. And what is going to happen? Let's say they go, yes, Boris Johnson, who definitely had a a bunch of parties, definitely had a bunch of parties. What are you going to do? Replace him? with Jacob Rees-Mogg, with someone worse, they're not going to replace him with a left-wing government. It's still just going to be another member of the Conservative Party. And I feel like this, you would never think that my vote would be to keep Boris Johnson in place. But at the minute, I think that dude is best exactly where we can fucking see him. And it's only going to be another of the same, you know? And I have always been very left-wing. The current Liberal government is not strong enough to lead this nation. That Keir Starmer guy says nothing, does nothing. He is the most flaccid opposition I feel that we have ever had. So just leave everything the way it is. Let him, you know, lift some of these restrictions now that everyone's vaccinated because that was the whole fucking reason we did it in the first place, right? That was the point. We cannot take away more of our children's lives, keeping them indoors for an extra two years. For what? The Cron, Omicron, as far as the data shows, isn't as dangerous. We just have to get on with it. I am so sorry. And you're speaking to someone who's followed all the rules. I've done everything that's been asked of me. I still wear a mask. I mean, it must be difficult to be an anti-max masker these days because it's so cold outside. You've just like, oh, damn it, but the mask is so warm. It makes my face so toasty. I gotta fucking wear it. I wear it. 
But equally, I need my daughter to go to school and live a life and not waste the very precious few years of childhood sat in the house on a device. That's just, it's just enough. But let's not waste our tax money trying to find these dudes guilty of what we already know they absolutely did. It's the same with cheating. Like if you know someone's cheating on you, you don't need proof. You don't need to confront him. You don't need to go through his phone. It is the same shit over again. But fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Let's just learn from this. Let's just make sure that we don't let any government ever again break the law in case of emergency. Because if you do, they will then create emergencies to break the law. I don't think we should be locked down again. And equally, do I think people should die in a pandemic? No, I don't. But, you know, one was sufficient. We did what we could do. There's vaccines now. There are boosters. We can wash our hands. We can social distance. You can wear a mask if you want. But stopping life, stopping businesses and all the rest, when the people making those rules clearly weren't afraid at all and never followed them even from the beginning, would be bananas. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ooh, here's a good one to start on. This young one would like to know, Catherine, I saw in the news that apparently we are 100 seconds from midnight, where midnight means we're going extinct. What do you think? I know you're a comedian who didn't go to college. First of all, I did go to university. Thank you very much. And these are crazy smart people in the typical sense, but you've got really high emotional intelligence, it seems. And so I would like to hear your opinion. Climate change, nuclear war, pandemic, etc. Are we doomed? The most, first of all, this is a great question and it's something I think that we all consider um, most of the time because it really seems like we're doomed. But the most comforting answer that I can give to you is one, all right, motorcycle. This guy's not worried about it. Mad Max out there. Fuck off. Um, Every generation thinks they're doomed. Every generation has... um, you know, prophesized the end of the world. And our parents' generation felt like the Russians were going to get us. And then before that, they had a reason. Well, they had loads of good reasons before that. What did they have? Like World War II and they had a bunch of shit. The Depression, they had bad times. But um, no, I don't think the world's going to end because it never has before. And yes, I watch the news and I understand about climate change and everything else. But every generation had a compelling reason why this was it. So I think it's best not to think about it. As the Lou, the great Lou Sanders said to me, um, you can't do anything about it anyway. So be with the people that you love and have fun and live your absolutely best life to the end. And I think a lot of people are watching the film Don't Look Up. What network was that on? Was it Netflix? It might have been HBO. If you type it in, you'll find it. Don't Look Up. I thought it was great. Some people really didn't like it. It was um, a fun movie about the end of the world and whether science and smart people should be listened to or whether dumb people should be listened to. I just think everybody. 
not, I mean, whoops. Everyone had the same ending in that film. So enjoy it. Ooh, I know a lot of women and gay men will be excited to hear from this. The mother of a man. You know, sometimes you look at your partner and you think, who the fuck raised you? And other times you look at your partner like, like Bobby. And I think, thank God for your mom. Let's hear what this one's like. Catherine, over the last three years, I've become grandma to the most beautiful three little children you've ever met. I'm 45. Whoa, young grandma. And they are the children of my 22-year-old son and his partner. They had a very tumultuous, on-and-off relationship in which they, stupidly, but much to my joy, produced three children. As far as I can tell, their relationship is very much over, but my son's baby's mother continues to pursue him relentlessly and appears to still be very much in love with him. Honestly, I don't get it. She could do better. <laughs> oh no, when your own mother thinks so. Listen, we can all do better than every 22-year-old man. An adult, responsible, conscientious, mature 22-year-old man is possible, but it's a real rarity. So most of the time, you know, I love Bobby now, but I'm glad he was out of my life when he was 22 because I'm sure he'd been a fucking nightmare. She goes on. His ex-partner wants someone who's going to be her best friend, do everything together, not be on his phone when they watch TV together, tell her everything that happened to him at work. My son has already told her repeatedly that he is not capable of being the person she wants. That's very grown up, actually. Good for him. About a year ago, oh, my son started seeing someone new. I've gotten to know her, and when I spend time with my son, she's often present, and sometimes they come to my home together. She's a lovely person, and I like her. The baby's mother, however, is very stalkery, and oftentimes, if I've had contact with the new girlfriend, the baby's mother will get mad at me and tell me I can't see my grandkids? Oh, I see. So she expects loyalty from you, and she doesn't want you to make friends with the new girlfriend. And she's holding your grandchildren hostage over this, which is nuts. But I mean, when you're 22, I got to always put my mind back and be like, okay, I'm 22. My children's grandmother, I feel, is disrespecting me and is being disloyal to me. Yeah, it's tough. You got to put yourself back. Put yourself in the head of you at 22 and you don't always do the right thing. The first time she sent me a nasty text about it, I ignored it. But a couple weeks ago, the new girlfriend and I started following each other on Instagram. I commented on one of her pics that she looked fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Baby's mother saw this, and she has now been extremely snippy with me, and she is not letting me see all the babies. First of all, good luck, baby mama. You are 22 years old with three small children? Just, I think, sweat her out. Be like, all right, I totally understand. You look after them 24 hours a day all by yourself. No problem. I'll just sit right here. You need to go out, get your nails done, go for a walk, scream into an ice bath. Give me a call. <laughs> It'd be about five minutes. My question is, should I block her on social media? No. I don't want to go to such lengths. It feels extreme. But I so value my time with the kids. If I were to try to have an adult conversation with the baby's mother about this, she would just shut down. She'd stop speaking altogether. And then later, she would have a meltdown at my son about it. You can see the pics of these little ones on my IG. Oh, well, I'm not going to follow you on Instagram. And I don't think your baby's mother really wants me, you know, I really wants you posting pics of the kids right now. Those are her kids at the end of the day. Okay? So, I don't know. 
um, I make family members clear it with me before they post pictures of my children on social media just in case they get them at a bad angle or like naked in the tub. Uh Uh-uh. Definitely don't block this young woman because blocking is a real act of aggression amongst the young people. So you're 45, I'm 38. We might block someone just because. We might be like, well, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to see this myself in my feed or I don't want them to see me. I feel like that's reasonable, but that is not what it communicates. It's a different language for young people. If you block someone, it's like punching them in the face. It's like a real thing to them. So don't, like no matter what, don't block this girl. She'll hit the fucking roof. Honestly, I feel like what you should maybe do is unfollow the girlfriend. Because let's be honest, she might be a very nice person, but your son's only 22 and he has articulated that he is not capable of being the partner that his baby's mother wants. Therefore, I think he's still what he's trying to say. Anyways, he wants to be young and enjoy his life and not really be accountable in the way that a mother is looking for. So that leads me to believe that this girlfriend is also transient, that she's one of many to come and that your son might not settle down with you know, another special, special one, no offense to this new young woman, but he might not be in another quote unquote serious relationship until he's God knows 50. He might get back with his child's mother or find someone else 40. I don't know, but not 22. It's no sense risking your relationship with your grandchildren, even if it's petty, even if you're right and you should be able to be friends with this woman, it's not worth it. The children of your grandkids doesn't like it, or the mother of your grandkids doesn't like it, and that's where your priority has to be. And I would even explain to my son and to my son's girlfriend, I'd be like, look, I don't want to be frozen out of the grandkids' life. You guys love each other and you want to be young and get on with it, go ahead, and you're welcome in my home, and I think you're a nice person, but we're going to keep our relationship at arm's distance until you there's a ring on your finger until it's more serious sorry like no offense but I would like to see my grandkids and when I see my grandkids you can get the fuck out of my house I'm going to do whatever I can do to see my grandkids and that might sound harsh but I think that's what I would do genuinely let's say Violet had children with someone and that woman let's say she was in like a same-sex partnership and the the other mother had like issues with Violet's new girlfriends or whatever then I'd be like, sorry, I'm going to meet a bunch of you. No offense, but you know what I know it. You're 22. But my grandkids are once in a lifetime and I will do whatever their mother wants. Your son can have different boundaries to you, but that's what I would do. Think about it. Unfollow this woman on Instagram. Don't put fire emojis on her pics. Who cares? Just do whatever you have to do to be the person who keeps the baby mama cool. Hey, mom. Hi. I was just doing the podcast. I needed to ask a question about young people, so I wanted to check if you're in class. Yeah, I'm not in class. It's just really loud because I'm in tutorial. What's up? Oh, well, this um, grandma is my age, really, and her son has an ex-girlfriend with three kids. Yeah. And the son broke up with the baby's mom. And the son has a new girlfriend, and the the grandma is making friends with the new girlfriend. So the ex-girlfriend said, if you are friends with the new girlfriend, then I won't let you see your grandkids. So the mom is friends with the new girlfriend on Insta, and she put some fire emojis on her pics, and the ex-girlfriend saw this, and she said, that's it, you can't see your grandkids. 
Yeah. So the mom's, the grandma is saying, should I block the new girlfriend or should I block the ex-girlfriend or what should I do? And I said, I don't think you can block anyone because young people think blocking is like really mean. Blocking is mean. It's definitely really hurtful. Yeah. But I think you should just space your relationship with the other girl. Sorry, people are just walking. <laughs> My God, somebody just walked into the other room. Yeah, I think you should like space your relationship with the other girl. What's the other girl? The baby's mother or the new girlfriend? The new girlfriend. Yeah, that's... And I, def- I don't think that the baby's mom should stop the grandma from seeing her grandkids. Me neither. But yeah, definitely, okay. definitely don't block anyone. Yeah, don't block anyone. That's mean. Yeah, we don't, my age, we don't think it's mean, but what does it mean in your generation, blocking? Yeah, it's really mean, yeah. Where are you going right now? The game? Sorry? Um, no, I think we're going to be in history. Sorry, someone just asked me a question about the game. I thought you were going to netball. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're just going to go to Mr. Fraser's lesson quickly and then run. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye. Yeah, okay. Love you. Bye. 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 Shit. Shit, shit, shit. The mom from last week's podcast has written me an email. I said last week that the moms didn't invite me out for coffee morning, and she's written me the most lovely email being like, oh, Catherine, look, oh my gosh, guys, I know from the emails that I've received, everyone was on her side last week. Everyone was like, Catherine, who responds to a compliment about their skin with the words, I know? Furthermore, I dress like an elderly rapper everywhere I go. I hadn't had a shower that day and my son was kicking off. So I want to make very clear that I don't expect anyone to want to hang out with me. I am a real liability, an absolute wild card, and I have to talk about my week. I always try to, you know, obscure people's identity the best I can and make it clear that I am the loser in every situation. So I just hope, you know, I never want people to take offense. If you listen to my comedy, you will know that I talk about my daughter. I talk about my family. I talk about my parents. I talk about celebs. I talk about my life. I talk about my gorgeous husband. But it is only me who is intended to be the punchline. Every time something doesn't go my way, it was definitely my fault. And everyone in the world is wonderful and kind. And I don't expect anything more of anyone. God. Well, I I mean, I was... I was also maybe going to talk to talk about this allergist that I spoke to this week, but now I feel like I can't. Catherine, watch, watch out. I always forget that people can listen to this podcast. What I was going to say is that an update on Fred's uh, possible allergies, possible eczema, possible autoimmune response is that, all right, he tested negative for all of his allergies. I was elated. But then someone messaged me and said, oh, he can still have allergies, just not the fast-acting anaphylactic kind. So then I thought, shit. So then I took everything out of my diet. Milk, eggs, what else? Nuts, fish. Gluten is always out of my diet pretty much. I don't know. Everything. Everything. And I was hungry. And after the allergy tests were negative, I thought, brilliant. I put everything back in my diet again. And now I'm thinking, all right. Well, he could still have some autoimmune response. So I'm going to take a few things out of the bucket. Milk products for sure for a while. And I'm going to continue with gluten and probably eggs too. But I've been feeding him peanut butter and I've been eating peanut butter and it's fine. I spoke to a dietitian and she said to me, oh, she worked at this eczema clinic and, you know, she has all this experience with eczema. And I'm so happy because I know that together we're going to solve this problem before it gets worse. And she did say to me, yeah, you're probably right to exclude milk products for a while. I said, great. She said, Butter. I said, yeah, I know butter's milk. She said, uh, cheese. I said, yep, yep, yep. 
cheese comes from milk. And she's like, ice cream? I said, yeah, uh-huh. She goes, you got to watch out for it. You got to watch out for uh, milk. It can pop up anywhere. I'm sorry. Is milk fucking Omicron? I understand how to read packets for milk ingredients. I understand that yogurt is milk. Thanks for that. And then gluten. I said, oh, well, luckily, you know, you've come to the right place. My sister had very severe celiac growing up. I know where gluten is, what it is, yeast, extract, barley extract. I know it all. I'm good. And she said, well, gluten can pop up anywhere. I'm sorry. Is gluten the fucking candy man? Oh, gluten, you know, it could be in a croissant. Gluten, a croissant is like 100% gluten. I know. Oh, gluten can be in a lot of packaged. I'm not eating packaged food. I'm doing very well. I eat very fresh. I mean, this is not part of my ad, but like gusto ingredients. I always know what's in everything. I eat food the way it like comes out of the ground or pretty much the way that it looks. I know what everything is. Gluten's not, I'm not just gonna like open a wardrobe. Gluten falls out everywhere. Um, I wanted to tell you about that. But, but again, this woman is a licensed professional. Is it her fault she has to talk to people like that? No, it isn't. People walk around the world not knowing what food is food. So she has learned that, oh, it's not enough just to say milk to people. I have to specify everything the milk is. Oh, it's not enough to say gluten to people. I have to be really specific. And what is she trying to do? She's trying to heal baby's skin, save their lives, keep allergens out of their diet. She was very helpful. She reminded me, and I should have thought of this last week when I did the autoimmune episode, how important vitamin D is in immune response. And have I been taking vitamin D? No. I started taking it last week, but um, if I cut too many things out of my diet, then my breast milk is going to be vitamin deficient. So I'm going to take some supplements. And I appreciate this woman, but I do need to talk about my week. So listen, apologies for last week's podcast. And if there was any confusion and going forward, I want everyone to know that if you think you recognize yourself in my podcast and you're a bit like, oh, no, I'm making fun of myself every single time. I'm never, ever, ever making fun of you. Everyone is cool. And I'm weird, and that's why I'm the comedian, because everything, I'm weird. And uh, I'm the clown. And I hope that's clear, and I just feel like such an asshole. Now I'm a clown who's an asshole. And now I will never, ever get invited to any coffee morning. Oh, cappuccino, cappuccino. If it has full-fat milk, that might have milk in it. Here's one titled, Is My Brother Being an Asshole? I Don't Want to Lose My House. No, you don't. Catherine, I live with my brother. Five years ago, we decided to buy a house together so we could get on the ladder. We've done quite well, and we've paid off two-thirds of our mortgage. Holy shit. I don't even know if you're supposed to do that. You know, there's this idea. I mean, please write in if you're a financial advisor, if you understand this better than I do. But people talk about being mortgage-free and paying off their mortgage. And and that seems, in theory, like the right thing to do. Like, you shouldn't be in debt. But... I sort of got the idea that you shouldn't be in credit card debt, you know, stuff with high interest um, or like student loans with huge interests or do they have, I don't know in this country, but anyway, high interest is bad debt. No, 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 no. Always pay off your entire credit card balance on time. But when it comes to something with low interest, like a mortgage, especially now, I think there are very low interest rates. Isn't it in your interest to maybe not pay off your mortgage in a hurry? Is that right or wrong? Please someone write me if you know. I'm sure there's an easy answer for this. I don't even know. I just do whatever my financial advisor says. Who could be robbing me. Oh, shit. No, he's not. He's the best. But I mean, maybe I'll ask him. I'll ask him and get back to you next week if nobody writes me in with the right answer. All right. 
So the issue is, my brother has a girlfriend who really, really wants to live with him. They have been together for two years. Her place is too small for them to live in because he works nights and she wouldn't be able to be in the flat during the day without waking him. I had to put my foot down with her living with us because when she stayed over during lockdown, I couldn't stand her. She's a nice person, but having someone in my safe space left me sobbing in my room almost every night. I was cooking for her, cleaning up after her. It was a nightmare. I'd recently been diagnosed with Crohn's disease and I was struggling through that as it was. So my brother wants to move out and buy a house. Only his money is tied up in our house. She won't be contributing to the mortgage because she can't afford it. He actually said, I hope you get to keep living here, but that might not be the case. <laughs> Whoa. To which I replied, there's no hope about it. I am living here. I feel like I'm being bullied despite not being one to rock the boat. It's not my fault I'm asexual and I don't have and will not have a partner to move in with. Why can't I live in my house I've been in for five years? <sighs> I think you can. I don't think he can kick you out of your house. You're both on the mortgage. It feels to me like he would have to buy you out if he wanted to get out of that mortgage I mean, you know, like get you out of the mortgage or he would have to, you know, that's his problem. No one can kick you out of a house that you own. That's the beauty of owning a house. And women were not allowed to own a house until very recently. So, I mean, welcome to security. Oh, that's a tough one because it's family. And they say that you shouldn't do business with family. I know you're just living together, but in a way it's financial. So it does become business. Maybe I'll call Elizabeth, see if she's free. Yay! I needed to ask you something quickly for the podcast. Sure. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, but this is like a financial mortgage housing question, and you're the smartest person I know in this field. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I, okay. It's, ask me. All right. It's pretty simple, probably. So first of all, is it? are you supposed to pay off your mortgage quickly, or are you not supposed to because it's low interest rate? Shouldn't you just not pay off your mortgage right now? Um, so it depends what kind of mortgage rate you have and what kind of financial situation you're in. So if you have debts, the best one to pay off quickly is anything that is high interest rate, like a credit card or an unsecured personal loan. So the best thing you can do if you have any spare money, if you have any of those things, is leave your mortgage alone and pay off anything that's costing you a lot of money consolidate all those things yeah and then if but if you just have a mortgage then yeah you could pay some of it down depending on because say you've got savings um that are getting like well no interest at the moment no one's interest um will be doing very well there's no interest at the moment um and you've got an interest you've got a mortgage of say i don't know maybe two and a half percent and yes it's a good idea to pay down some of your mortgage but if you're someone like you who has a limited company and maybe it costs you a huge amount to take out that money in tax and stuff like that you know um and you're going over all your capital allowances and that kind of thing then you know, you've got to think twice. Is it worth paying down that mortgage? Oh. I'm, if you've got a pension that's doing really well and increasing like 10% a year or something, it's probably better putting money into that. But that could obviously go down again. So it's quite a complicated question depending on 
your own financial situation. Oh, all right. Well, this girl wrote into the podcast, and five years ago she bought a house with her brother, and they've already paid off two-thirds of the mortgage. So now... Oh, right. Well, yeah, I didn't know that. I thought, why have you paid that off? Okay, so now <laughs> he wants to move out and buy another house, but his money is tied up in the house with his sister. And he wants to, like, go and buy another house so he can live there with his girlfriend who doesn't contribute financially to anything. So the sister's worried because the brother is like, well, I hope you can keep living here, but I don't think that will be the case. And she's like, what? Can he kick me out of this house that I'm on the mortgage for? So what's going to happen? Yeah, he can. What? Because he's on the mortgage for it as well. Um, So it is a joint asset. And at the end of the day, if it comes down to it, then and it went to court as far i mean obviously we have to please put the usual caveat in that that you know i'm not don't have any qualifications to tell you these things um, none of us yeah, have any qualifications on the podcast that's what makes my, it magic okay <laughs> well in my experience in the past is that what would happen in that situation um is that if it went to court or whatever they would decide to sell the house to split the assets and either that or she could buy him out so she could get a mortgage in her own name for the final third which would probably be the best thing to do she probably um, could if, if she's got that much yeah. equity if she's got that much equity then she'd be looking at a very low percentage um, and she might be able to buy out his remaining bit depending on whether he or, or yeah but yeah, at, at the end of the day, that money is his money. And if he wants to take it out and put it into a different asset, then that is up to him. And she can either buy the remaining half of that asset off him or um, sell and take her half and do what she wants with it. But no, she can't stay there indefinitely if he doesn't want to. Holy shit. See, before I called you, I was like, I don't think he can kick you out. Yes, he can. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's residential, so he'd have a hell of a job on kicking her out. But the mortgage company, the other, the thing that he could do is dob her into the mortgage company because if they've got a residential mortgage um, and he is no longer living there, then their mortgage isn't, isn't valid because it depends on him living there. Don't you think you really... Paying and giving in money and stuff like that because it's a loan that they both got together to buy that single property. So but... it depends on both of them paying it and living there. Do you ever give yourself credit for knowing all this stuff despite your lack of official qualifications? <laughs> no. You know a lot. Well, I know some things, but they all need checking because they also change. You know, and no one, like, he's not going to be able to kick her out overnight. He'd have to go through a big wrangle. But, yes, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, legally, I think that he has a case. And at the end of the day, he's your brother. Like, if he wants to go live somewhere else, do you really want to be the person who stands in the way of that? But, yeah. no, you know, it, you bought it together. Now you have to sell it together. It's not the end of the world. You'll find something else. I can also never go to my monkey music class again. <laughs> What's your monkey music class? Uh- <laughs> it's Fred's it's like a baby music class but last week the moms asked each other to go on a coffee morning and they didn't look at me and I was just like what and they didn't invite me and then I talked about it on the podcast 
I talked about on the podcast. I was like, those moms didn't even invite me. And then the the mom emailed me and she was so nice. And she's like, oh, Catherine, I, I didn't realize, you know, I thought you didn't want to come and I was inviting you. And now I was like, fuck. That, that is like the ultimate get out cause that people always say when they didn't invite you to this. Where oh. they go, oh, God, I just thought that you would hate like fun and hanging out with other people and <laughs> chatting and stuff like you don't really seem yeah like human at all so oh well i don't <laughs> I love the fact that you run you and said like oh god no we did mean to invite you but we just didn't how can you make that mistake <laughs> Well, I'm just such an asshole because, like, Fred was really kicking off. I don't know what his problem was last week. And I was dressed like an elderly rapper. And, like, um, it was just all – like, she was being very nice. She didn't do anything wrong. We went to the same uni. And the problem is she said to me, oh, you have beautiful skin. And I said, I know. And then (laughs) – and then they all went to coffee without me and I just thought they were friends from like some other maybe group and now she's messaged she's like the nicest person and I've been an absolute Keontae on the podcast and now now this is the problem with telling everybody everything is that in real life people who deal with stuff like head on and they're not passive aggressive and weird will just ring you and be like are you okay about that (laughs) you have to be like "Um." yeah but now I've lost friends that I didn't even have (laughs) <laughs> well I'm glad because I don't have any other friends and I don't want you going out there making friends with all these people going to monkey music you have... should stay at home and you're alright with me because I also dress like a tramp so you're fine I know but you have friends you have like real country friends you do things you go to neighbours and get drunk and I don't do anything yeah but only because that's the in the countryside you can't get to the pub because it's too far and so you have to go to each other's houses like they're a pub since they abolished drinking and driving Ugh. exactly now huh. there's no drinking and driving then you have you like your closest neighbors are your closest friends there's no choice true like, there is no one else true all right well i'll text you later this week and maybe we can actually get together but i appreciate your um unlicensed property advice once again yeah just make sure you put a caveat in there just in case no i always do the understanding on this like i give people mental health advice i prescribe (laughs) like different drugs for things i'll be like what we need is way more vitamin d than the recommended allowance this makes me feel so much better because at home i'm I give all advice based on the fact that I am a a doctor, also a vet, and all these things. And I make everyone at home call me Boss Gary, Doctor Vet. (laughs) And I and Jason's always like, You have none of these qualifications (laughs) because I do things like crush up antibiotic pills that have been prescribed to me and feed them to chickens and it works a lot (laughs) it works really well anyway so I just feel like I feel vindicated by the fact that you're out there being like a psychiatrist I know if you grind up your Valium and snort them they will work so much better I've had a hundred episodes and no lawsuits All right. I, I'm amazed at this, but... Okay, thank you. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, cool. Bye-bye. Well, yeah, let's see each other in real life. Okay. Yes. Bye. Bye. She's the best. She really is the smartest friend that I think I have. Emily Dean, Elizabeth Nightingale-Ware, Jennifer Mahalski-Bray, Fiona Eustace, and my gorgeous husband, Bobby. What more do I need? I'll tell you what I need. Mom friends. 
but I alienate them before I've even given them a chance. Why am I such an asshole? I used to hang out with comedians and comedians, I think this is where it comes from is because the language of love for comedians is slagging each other off. Like my friend is Jimmy Carr, who's never nice about me, um, but in a loving way. The last time I saw him, um, I had lost 30 pounds because I had a baby and then I had COVID. And I was like, look at me, I've lost 30 pounds. And he was like, have you really? I mean, just, you know, I forget what he said, but it was mean. And I loved it. And I got to change if I want to be friends with people who are um, not comedians. That's what needs to happen. Lockdowns are lifting. I'm out in the world again. Fred's going to get older. He's going to need friends. And I'm going to have to start washing my hair and acting like a human fucking being. And that sucks. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Telling Everybody Everything. That's how the scam went down. That's what's going on in your lives. You can write me an email, tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. I will endeavor to answer your request. I do get a lot of emails from young, old, in the middle, uh, all types of different people. I have a lot from teenagers, a lot about their mental health. And I know Elizabeth and I were joking about qualifications, but if you are below a certain age and you write me an email that, you know, is so special and it's so important to answer your questions about mental health well, I would always encourage you to speak to a professional. You don't have to go to a doctor. You can call the Samaritans. There are lots of places that you can reach out for mental health advice. You can talk to your parents or someone you love and a friend, someone who trusts you. I feel like you are too precious for me to just give you advice on a comedy podcast, but I always respond to your emails with links that you can go to to seek professional help whenever I see your emails. If I haven't responded to you, then just know that I'm still getting to you. I will read all the emails and I really hope that you know how loved and how special you are and that this is all temporary. Anything that makes you sad when you're a teenager or anxious or if you feel like it'll never get better, it always, always will. So just hang in there, be patient, know that everyone has been in your position and I promise you that nothing lasts forever. Also, very little matters much. What is it? Oh yeah, it's nothing matters much, very little matters at all. So all these, you know, transient problems with people that you think are the love of your life, just hang in there. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com